Welcome back to a new episode of Trade Talk. Sorry for the long hiatus, but I have not really liked much in the market as of late, so I didn't have much to say. But I have been uh, seeing some developments that I care for, and I figured let me give you guys some episodes uh, while they're still fresh in my mind. We will be going over in this episode... um, Pretty much all the pharma companies in the race to get the uh, COVID-19 vaccination, and or at least a therapy. And I think that the sector as a whole, this is my thesis to this episode, the sector as a whole is uh, someplace where you can make money. Mostly, you can probably clock in about uh, 10 to 30% gains weekly as a lot of these names have been strong, but mostly the names that have been strong are iBio, uh, Moderna, M-R-N-A, iBio is I-B-I-O, NVAX, N-V-A-X, which I've talked about many times before, and uh, Vaxart, which is V-X-R-T. Uh, all these names have shown themselves to be where most of most retail traders and institutional traders are crowding uh, to make money. Uh, All have hit 52-week highs that are very strong. Um, All have come from very, very low prices this year to hit these 52-week highs. So there's a lot of momentum and money being pumped into these stocks in order for this to happen. I know with Moderna, I've said that um, I highly thought that is it's going to receive a SEC investigation. And I still believe that's going to happen. I just believe it's probably going to happen in the later part after um, vaccination trials and things of that nature. Uh, they are in their phase three. We have uh, NVAX in its phase one. Uh, Vaxart, sorry, give me two seconds here. I'm not sure where Vaxart is in its, um, in its uh, overall chase for a COVID-19 therapy. Um, It is also in its phase one. So most of these are in the early stages. It doesn't mean that if you get to stage three that you you get approved. One of the biggest articles on Wall Street currently is that most companies that have gotten all this momentum are likely to fail when it gets time for their phase two or their phase three, bringing the stocks back to reality. That's why a lot of people like Kramer, a lot of other people are saying, ring the register while you still can. However, I think that as long as there's money being pumped into these companies for fast track, um, fast tracking and getting a vaccine out there faster, I think these companies will still be strong, still be in, um, in the benefit uh, of us, you know, uh, I would like to kind of dig into each of the companies individually. Uh, this should give you a bit of an idea of what is happening with that company, why you should care about that company. And, um, I don't know, you know, just some talking points to give things some color. So the first one that we will deal with is, um, So Vaxart Technology, um, 
as a company based in Cali- uh, excuse me, San Francisco, California, um, mainly dealing with uh, preventative and inhibitive oral, orally delivered vaccines or tablets um, for infectious diseases. Uh, I know that was a mouthful, but in essence, they're just making, you know, I was reading that, but they're just making oral, oral tablets for uh, infectious dise- diseases. Um, they've gotten a really, really big share buy from, um, what is this, Armistice Capital? Acquired 25 million shares. That is very huge when it comes to uh, put building positions into any company. I mean, geez, at 25 million shares, they, they literally own a percentage of the company. They probably have a board seat by that point. Um, that lets you know that there's a lot of confidence in where that fund feels their COVID-19 drug may have the potentiality to go. Though this uh, purchase was done in 2019, it would only get done in that way if they had a strong candidate for, uh, you know, for something, for some sort of drug. And Vaxart's been pretty much doing flu drugs and Flu drugs are really big because that is what we take annually. And it just so happens COVID-19 falls within uh, flu drug, you know, research and manufacturing. Vaxart had um, success with a phase one, phase two clinical trials of uh, a ingestible tablet uh, for flu. And in 2020, uh, they were tapped as one of the lead companies to help develop a COVID-19 drug. Right now, it's being tested in non-human primates, and um, the program is and it's part of the program Operation Warp Speed, which means it got a nice amount of capital, similar to um, NVAX, which got like uh, I want to say like 1.3 billion. I like VaxArt. I think it's a great play. I think it's still cheap, not overvalued like NVAX. And you could probably still make a few bucks because the NVAX um, therapy or or vaccine will probably be injectable and not oral. So let's move on to the next company. I know I'm a little slow in this episode, but I'm slower in this episode because I want to pace myself. There's a lot of technicalities to these companies, and those technicalities cannot be gleaned over in a very fast way. So usually I'm more rapid fire in these in these episodes, uh, but when we can understand the concept of what we're talking about, it's easier to be rapid fire. In this particular case, these things are quite unique, quite the most interesting plays that you can be in in the market currently. Even though I know most people are just like, eh, you buy it and you wait and you make some money. And I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because there's a bunch of biopharma companies like testing companies and, and things of that nature. They're not doing anything. <laughs> where The only place that is going to do something is where the investors are crowded. And if the investors are crowded there, then you have some action. If the investors are not crowded there, you don't have any action. You don't have any means of uh, 
extracting your profits in a timely fashion. So that is why I want to be uh, very careful in what I say and how I say it. All right. So in this one, we're going to be talking about, well, not in this one, but, you know, the next one up is iBio. Um, it's a company that falls into this Russian roulette of which, you know, which one do I pick that's going to come up with a vaccine? Um, it doesn't have a track record. The company doesn't have a track record of successful clinical vaccines. And that's what lets you know that this whole thing is being fueled by fear of missing out. News media is constantly saying, you know, there's more infections, there's more things going on. There's companies that are getting closer saying, oh, we're finding antibodies. Doesn't mean they've solved anything. So it's just an it's just a place where the prices are cheaper, allows you to get in a little easier and be able to trade the stock. It's a buyer beware kind of thing. If you're buying it, you want to get in, get out. Don't fall in love with it. What you're looking for is your run up in price and get out of there. Uh, the next one would be Moderna. Uh, obviously, we've spoken about Moderna at length. I don't think that I have to go into it uh, so, so much in depth. Um, but what you know now is that they're in the uh, phase three of their coronavirus um, vaccine therapy. They're looking to hopefully get that phase three approved. However, uh, the FDA is probably surely there to knock them down. Um, you will obviously see that the shares have traded pretty sideways for a few months now. Uh, what I mean by sideways is that like, if it, ever, if it got into the 80s, it kind of hovered around the 80s and pulled back. It did get into the 90s. And then let me take that back. I, I don't want to say sideways. I want to say uh, had a bump, but hasn't had a run uh, for some time. However, I think that as um, the anticipation of this phase three, you know, really grows and they make everything hopefully uh, to the satisfaction of the FDA, then we'll see. Um, they started the phase three trial in uh, July. We haven't gotten any concrete things yet, just a little bit of leaks here and there. And I think those leaks will continue to push the stock higher uh, as it is one of the lead candidates. Federal government really likes it, but the federal government also likes Gilead. It also likes um, AstraZeneca. You know, you can't fall into the news media of who like, like what is like the most. You're really just falling into the hype train of finding the names that make the most sense, putting your money into those names and letting it run. I like these names the best. And uh, the final one we'll talk about is NVAX. Uh, you know, NVAX was the one that I loved. I started talking about NVAX probably in late March, early April. And uh, it's been kicking ass ever since. It is now at about $140 a share. That is super exciting uh, for all parties involved that were able to get in early enough. Um, it pretty much has the best price. And one of the reasons it has that is because they have successful clinical trials, uh, have completed um, a vaccine to completion um, with uh, nanoflu, 
and they're going to continue uh, to kick butt. Their COVID-19 drug, they did have some news that they were talking about today at um, a second annual, uh, you know, a, a vaccine conference. They really didn't put a lot of um, color on things. They say that they're going to give us some results for their phase one in July. The way that the stock has been trading it easily goes up 10 to 30 points within a week, sometimes in a day. Uh, very easy to to get 10 to 20 points just in a day. I'm sorry. And I was saying, I was trying to say percents per day, uh, per week, excuse me, 10 to 30% per week. In some cases, going up 20 points in a day. Um, there's just room for it to run. And there's going to be room for it to run as long as there's uh, fear of missing out within the sector. So, and Vax still has some room to run. I think it runs up to $200 a share. It's way overbought on the RSI, just like most of these things. But the whole market is overbought on RSI. There's no point in trying to fight the Fed and fight the trend. The trend is all new highs are going to be made. Get in line. Get a piece of the pie. Keep it moving. So I thank you for tuning into to uh, this episode of Trade Talk after our long hiatus. Uh, it, I want to emphasize to you that episodes of Trade Talk are not based off of a weekly, um, a weekly release. They're based off of having really something to say and making sure it's poignant and it gives you the best ability to maximize your dollar, just like how I would trade. It's only with the best ability to maximize my dollar. So don't take it in a way that I must not be paying attention or, or you know, what's wrong. It's just not, it's just not something that I like. There's a lot of things that are out there. Obviously, I could talk about so many things. And in these next few episodes, I'll talk about a few of those things. But overall, if I don't see anything, I'm not just going to have commentary to have it. I thank you guys for tuning in. This is LA Aco. Trade Talk. Take care.